You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 280 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. We're recording this on Halloween. We are. Um... Where we're both dressed up, and I just did a podcast with three other people who were dressed up. Um, we'll get to what today's episode is in a minute, but before that, do you want to tell everyone the cool thing that you thought of that we're going to be doing sure. all November long? So, well, yeah, so we're starting it tomorrow. This is really one of those things that's, like, very evergreen, though, so if you come in late, you can totally do it whenever you want. Right. Um, but we are doing a 30-day book challenge. So I had started, I'm sure you've seen on, like, Instagram and other social, the 30-day music challenge. Um, on Instagram stories and we um, I decided we should do one that's book related and so if you go to our social media pages um, on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds it's also on our website ProfessionalBookNerds.com you can find the graphic to use with the various challenges so there's stuff like your favorite book in a series and your favorite book by your favorite writer and a book you didn't finish or a popular book that you hated <laughs> and so every day you can um yeah just let people know share yeah it's the same like basically for people who've never done this before if you haven't seen them yet just take the post and like jill said we have the image on our instagram and our twitter accounts you can save it from those or you can go to professionalbooknerds.com it's the first picture in the little carousel of photos you'll see on our website too you can just save it there um but basically all you do is you post that every day to your story and just use the little instagram um like drawing tool and you just circle whatever day you're on and then just write whatever it is so um, like Jill said, there's one that's a series you think everyone should read. So if you think everyone should read Chronicles of Narnia, you just circle that day that you're on and write Chronicles of Narnia on there and then tag us so that we can see yeah, what I you're doing. Because uh, we want to see all of your answers too. So like Jill said, we're going to start doing it on November 1st, which is actually today if you're listening to this on Thursday when it comes out. Um, but you can use this anytime. Start your own 30-day book challenge whatever day you want to start it and then just go for 30 days straight. So really fun idea. I just thought we'd have some fun to interact with people. And I'm excited to see what everyone else says. Um, so that's that. And then today's episode, something else that is happening in November, is it's Picture Book Month. So we brought in uh, three new moms slash moms-to-be slash current moms, uh, Melissa, Andrea, and Christina, who all have young children. And Andrea has another one on the way as well. Um, they talked about basically picture books that they really love to read to their kids and also books that they're excited to read with them as they get older. So this is great for anyone who's a parent and has children or anyone who is a aunt and uncle, aunt or uncle like Jill and I are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Great books to give to people. And then what I mentioned this in the podcast, but all the books we talk about are also on Overdrive. So it's really nice if you're trying to find something to read to a young one that you don't want to read the same books for the millionth time, just go on your library or school's Overdrive account and odds are they'll have a bunch of these and you can go in. And just grab it really quickly on, a, on an iPad, and, and you can show them that way. Read-alongs, man. Yeah, I'll just... say, plus you can use our read-alongs, which are even better, because they read to your child. So if you have a screaming child in a car on a road trip, anything like that, these are really good for that kind of stuff. So, um, 
yeah, it's really fun. We had a, a good time uh, talking about books that they bought for their kids, books that they borrowed for their kids, books that they've bought for their um, significant others. For di- that was pretty adorable. So it's a really, really awesome episode. I think you guys will definitely enjoy it. Um, we mentioned this, but if people want to get a hold of us, where can they find us? You can go to our website, professionalbooknerds.com. There are links for all of our social sites. We are on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Did I say that right? Yeah, you okay. think you got everything. Wow. And then um, also on our website is a link to our Viber community um, where you can join the conversation all about books. Yeah. Also, we've got a couple of people who have sent us or have put through five-star reviews for us recently on iTunes. So thank you. I appreciate that. Every time I beg, it happens once or twice. So thank you for putting up with me. Also, last thing, if you go to our Instagram or Twitter, uh, you'll see a video of Jill and I describing our 30-day book challenge. The only reason I'm telling you to do that is because we recorded it today on Halloween so you can see our fantastic outfits. So, and by fantastic, I mean Jill's costume is awesome and I'm just wearing a onesie. Um, do you think anything, anything else people should know about? I think that's everything. Okay, awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this special kind of mommy-centric episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. <laughs> everybody, it's Adam, and I am super excited today because A, it's Picture Book Month, and B, I'm joined by three recent new moms and a mom-to-be, and this is confusing because two of you, one of you has two kids, one of you is having your second child, and the other one of you has one, so I can't really call you all like new moms because it's not accurate. I'm mean, newish. Yeah, I... I don't I feel like I'll ever be like, yeah, no, I've made it. I'm a seasoned mom. I still don't know what I'm doing. Well, I don't have any kids, um, so but I'm the admin. nephews. You have nieces and I have nephews. So you can speak many to them. nieces and yeah. nephews. Oh my god, there's so many of them. Um, okay, first off, you've all been on the show before, but I have Andrea, Christina, and Melissa. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hi. So, Hi. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Okay. Um, so, just to give everyone a heads up, Christina and Melissa recently both came back from maternity leave, like within two weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. And Andrea is expecting a baby in... February. February, and it will be your second. Yes. So... Second and last. (laughs) uh, So I think Melissa and Christina had this idea, because it's Picture Book Month, that you guys want to talk about picture books that you love and books that you are excited to read to your young ones and all that good stuff. Right? Am I getting that right? You're on the... the, the, Yeah, that's it. I'm on the right path. Is that what you're going to yeah, say? Yeah, I got distracted. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's okay. On, I was going to say on the right train, and then I was like, that's mm-hmm. not. Choo-choo. But, but we're recording this on Halloween, and it's coming out the day after Halloween, so it's still pretty poignant. So first off, do you guys want to tell everyone what like what you guys are being for Halloween, but then more importantly, what your children are being for Halloween, because that's the stuff that really matters. Mm. Um, so we'll start Andrea. Um, I was real, real lazy, <laughs> and all I got was a Nightmare Before Christmas little top hat. Yeah. And then wore a black dress and white tights and called it a day. So you can take it as you will. I'm not going to judge anyone for being lazy. I'm wearing a Kermit the Frog onesie, so I totally understand. Very comfy, Adam. I'm so comfy. I'm also very warm. It's very warm in here. What about your your child? Um, She is going as Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Wonderful. That's very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Christina, you're a part of a group, right? Well, yeah. So ours is hard. Oh, you both are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so our company did this sort of assessment 
called disc assessment training. Yeah, it's pretty well known out in the world. Oh, okay, good. I yeah, didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. I never heard of it before. This. Like our, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's I know it wasn't just overdrive yes. thing, but I didn't know if people would be like listening. Like, oh yes, the disc model. Well, I think it's in certain professional circles, but it's about like your work style, and so everyone gets a letter based on your personality, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so each of our team is a different letter in life and in work. And so for Halloween, we are representing the disc model. Yeah. Very, very inside. Inside baseball it's is that very, an expression? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. expression is inside baseball. Yeah. 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 I, I know about sports yeah. I expressions. Sh- we sh- I should point out our office is A, super dorky. I don't think it, it's mm, we're, we're a book company that's also a tech company. It's like we're like nerds within nerds. Um, and also we go all out for Halloween. So that is a, what you guys are is a deep cut that everyone in this office will appreciate. So I really like yeah, it. Yeah, that's what we're going for. Yep. I'll clap for you during the voting. Thank you. I'm an I. Thank you. You're, you're an I. I'm a DI. So mm. you guys are all really like very into one of them. I'm an ID. Oh, I'm an S. Yeah, we're all very, very much like. Yeah. Hmm. We are like representative. the representative. So no C's. In this. In this. In, this in the two rooms. Room. Oh, you're an S, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then no C's. Right. Um, and then Sawyer is being uh, a little monster. Yeah. So it's cute. It's pretty cute. Love soybeans. It was a little embarrassing because Scott said that when he got to daycare, there was another person dressed up as a bat, and I was like, "Well, first of all, <laughs> he is not a bat. <laughs> he is a monster." So, all right. so I hope he wasn't embarrassed. I hope you like assured him that he was unique and special. So, yes. uh, just to clarify for everyone and not in the room who is not in the know: Sawyer is Christina's baby, and Scott is her husband. Those yes, are the two people. In yes. case and you weren't able yes. to figure I that out, I don't think Sawyer has embarrassment yet. He's three months old. Yeah, so, he, so he's he a little guy. Okay, as soon as I said, it, I knew it was them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, how about your two? Um, my little one, who's about three months old, is the very hungry caterpillar. Yes, it's so cute. And we'll see if he keeps his hat on because he's got a big old head. And <laughs> I don't know if that <laughs> hat's going to stay on. Um, and then my two and a half year old is Pete the Cat. So, yeah. There is some drama, right? He wasn't going to be Pete the Cat. Well, but then he-, he didn't really understand the concept of Halloween until like this week. <laughs> so I would talk to him about dressing up. I mean, he's dressed up every other year, but he doesn't really remember last year. Right. Um, he's going to be three in February. And so this week, all of a sudden, dressing up became a thing at <laughs> daycare. And when we said Pete the Cat, he was like, no, no Pete Cat. I beast. <laughs> and I was like, from Beauty and the Beast? I beast. And then the next day he's like, I duck. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. So this morning we put on the Pete the Cat and he was, seemed okay with it. Um, he had a moment where he was like, no, I done Pete Cat now. I was like, no, no, bud. This is an all day, all day deal. You got to parade later. You got to do the whole thing. So oh, man. We'll see. He does really like Pete the Cat books, though, if we want to like jam into the topic here. What an incredible transition. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a specific Pete the Cat book that you enjoy? Oh, my gosh. So there's a whole series of them. Um, his favorite right now is the Pete's Go Marching. And um, Pete and his groovy buttons. So. Ooh. One of the great things about the fact that this is like a series that has probably, oh, I don't know, a million books. Roughly a million. Um, We own quite a few of them at home and we borrow some when we go to the library. Um, But overdrive plug here. I literally every night he asks for a different book and he wants a different Pete the Cat book. 
sometimes it's all different ones and then he goes through phases where every night it's my buttons buttons <laughs> buttons and he wants to read the same pete the cat in this groovy buttons book so we read the read-along and libby yes. oh my gosh, um, there's literally so many. which is so fun because it has a song that goes with it and so you can like hear the song singing and for me as a parent, it helps because there's a couple of songs in the other books that we just have. And now I have a better idea of like what the melody is supposed to be because uh-huh. I hear the narrator <laughs> doing it. Um, so, yeah, Pete the Cat, he's all on board and they are very popular because they're checked out a lot. There's another Pete the Cat read along that Overdrive has. Uh, my White Shoes. I Love My White Shoes. Yeah, yeah. I Love My White Shoes. Yeah, that's, yeah, for a while, um, your guy's director, Shannon, who's never been on the podcast, but... She like would sing that all the time because yes. her daughter loved it too. Yes, a lot of babies in this office. The, the songs get stuck in your head. Yeah. Um, so if you ever hear me humming like "I love my white shoes" or <laughs> "My buttons, my buttons," <laughs> it is, that is Pete the Cat books. Oh, they God. are they are my Pete's jam. Oh, that's so good. I had Pete the Cat on my list, but well, you also have, like I asked you how many books you had, and you've had like a million. So I think you could you could probably like go to the I next know. one. I didn't, although I just learned something. I didn't know there was more than one Pete the Cat. So oh my, Christina, there's, I know there's the whole thing. To and be fair, he's only three months old. Yeah, how I much know. you know about children's books before you actually have a children child? You're talking to the guy in a Kermit onesie. I know a <laughs> lot about children's books, um, but you have nieces and nephews, right? But I also had a Dr. Seuss tattoo before I they were even. In the world. I thought you were going to be like, before I could read. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay. My parents, yeah. My parents, <laughs> I grew up in a prison. And <laughs> my dad just called me on down to the uh, yard. <laughs> this okay. podcast took a turn. Yeah, it was really dark. <laughs> it's basically serial part two. Um, part three. Um, okay, Christina, you want to talk about a book? Well, sure, of course. Um, so he's three months old. So obviously he's just really demanding of what books he wants to read. Um, all right. Well, we're all talking about books that you are excited to read to them too. Um, so. so every night before he goes to bed, that is part of our little go to sleep dance. We read a book for him. And I'm going to go old school. My favorite one to read was Rainbow Fish. Because remember Rainbow Fish. Love Rainbow yeah. Fish. And obviously we read it as um, a print book because it had like Rainbow Fish has come a long way. Now it's like 3D. Like you can touch the scales. Oh. Yep. So like bumpy. Yeah. yeah, it was it was you know, the whole time I was like Scott and I were both like, Whoa, this is insane. Like Sawyer was not, not like caring. Not as dazzled <laughs> as we were, like, come on, touch it. And I you know, I, I I remember that book as a kid. I remember like at the Scholastic Book Fair when the Rainbow Fish book came out or when mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's been out like forever. And like just how pretty that book was. Yeah. Yeah. And it sparkled. It is. And yeah. I, I know it I think we have it on overdrive as a read along and I wonder, like, what the read-along experience would be. Like, does it sparkle? Because yeah. that's where it's at right now that's for a three-month-old. Like, I'm like, look at this really cool, <laughs> shiny thing. Like, be distracted. Um, and the message is still great because, you know, the rainbow fish, like, is pretty vain and um, doesn't want to share his scales. And then he goes and talks to the octopus. And the octopus is like, you know, Grandmother Willis him and is like, listen, you know, you're not going to be happy if you're all alone. So he, like, shares his scales and he realizes that friendship is, like, the true beauty in life. That's it, awesome. You know, if you're beautiful, people will hate you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out all these books we're talking about. I know that you guys, as new mothers, you obviously read a lot of these books because you have a lot. Of, you're given a lot of these books as gifts, so you do a lot of them with the physical books, and that's obviously awesome. But I will tell people, like, if you don't have any of these books, like Melissa said, I'll, almost all of these will be in your library's 
overdrive collection because libraries purchase a lot of these because they go through a lot of them. Every time you borrow one, a library gets a checkout and like Rainbow Fish, you can borrow it and read it in like 10 minutes. So then return it and someone else can borrow it. So if you're ever sitting there with your child and you have like an iPad and they just won't go to bed and you're just trying to find them a book and you've read your five to 500 books, whatever you have in your house <laughs> a thousand times, um, this is a really good way to do it, which is why we're going through these. So just as a reminder, I know people think of Overdrive as like, hey, I'm going to find that YA book or that biography. We have literally tens of thousands, if not more, children's books as well, including pretty much everything you can think of. So. And they're usually the cl- like classic books that you remember as a kid, but like the read-along experience is even better. Super cool. Yeah. And I always have really fun people who do the read-along. So anyway, that's just my making sure that I plug the company as well since we work here. Andrea. Um, well... Quinny's one of her first books that she loved was Tuesday, Tuesday at the Beach and Chew's First Day of School by Neil Gaiman. So wait, Chew like C H U. It's okay. a little panda. And his name is Chew. Okay. And we did both the physical and the read alongs, which are narrated by Neil Gaiman, which were great. And I didn't know these existed. They do. And so Chew is this little panda. Oh, has, he's so cute. Who has a severe sneeze, and when he sneezes, bad things happen. Oh, no. Like, he's got, like, hurricane force wind sneezes. Like, in the day at the beach, like, he separates the ocean. <laughs> and he has to re-sneeze to put the ocean back together. <laughs> and so there are parts where Chu goes, ah, 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 oh, no. I get it. <laughs> and, then later, <laughs> and then later he goes, ah, 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 Chu. And he's... And, that is her favorite thing. She will, like, achoo with you through every book. We may need to stop the podcast for an hour so I can read all these books <laughs> oh, repeatedly. Oh, my God. They are read-alongs. Oh. Yeah. So those those were her favorite, like, initial go-tos of, like, where she would bring them up to you. And she'd be like, chew. Oh. Yeah. That's so cute. Winnie. I feel like we're going to awe a lot. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of, like. Especially because all of all of your so babies cute. are wonderful. And not, not to discredit him, but they're um, illustrated by Adam Rex give him a shout out <laughs> yeah adam great name first off and you have incredible you draw pandas really well oh my gosh i know he's oh. super adorable oh, okay we got we got cute women. sorry I, <laughs> no one else can see this this is a bad pack um if you're driving do not look it up you'll have to pull over but as it's soon not as you get home, look it up um melissa do you have another one i do so, um, in addition to Pete the Cat, the other series that Peter loves is Llama Llama. Oh, um, oh I love Llama Llama. So, Llama Llama Red Pajama is the first one, which, f- first of all, I have always said pajamas my entire life. Pajamas. Maybe that's an Ohio thing. But Llama Llama, it's definitely Llama Llama Red Pajama because yeah. you got you, you got to rhyme with Llama. Yeah. Um, so, that is one that we read all the time and there is a series of other books in addition to Llama Llama Red Pajama um, there is the most recent one is Llama Llama Loves to Read which is very sweet and so they all follow the same structure and same characters so you can recognize like for some reason Peter loves seeing Llama's mommy (laughs) he's like look (laughs) look his mama his mama Um, and so that is very sweet Um, also one of those because there are so many in the series it's nice to be able to pull up additional ones from the library occasionally so we're not always reading llama llama red pajama over and over and over um but that's a really fun one and just like a side note for adults um thank you i was yes yes if you have never googled um there's i don't know if this is a consistent thing that this radio station did but 
they there's a hip hop station. I think it was in New York. Yeah. And they had rappers come on and read like kid stories, and they would rap "Llama Llama Red Pajama" <laughs> over like a beat. <laughs> Um, so there's a really good one. Who was it? Uh, my personal favorite is Migos. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one that I am thinking of. So you should Google that because that's really fun. Um, but yes, Llama Llama Red Pajama and that whole series of Llama Llama books are really fun. I the the Venn diagram of people who will be excited to listen to us talk about children's books and the people who listen to Migos <laughs> has to be like. Me, like I'm like the one person sitting in the, in the middle of the Venn diagram. Well, I hope there are others of yeah. you out there who are enjoying that as well. Fun fact: I think Ludacris also did it. And yeah. I, I think Ludacris's was Luda. also very good. Yeah. yeah, so look look that up. That's that's a lot of fun. It's so good because Migos has there's three of them, and it's like one of them will be like llama llama, like in the background the whole time, and then the <laughs> yeah. other one's reading it. Oh. Essentially, just the one who's like the hype man all yeah, the time. Exactly. Yeah, Do you think they like reached out to them and they're like, oh, absolutely. No, like, there was just like a part of their like interview. They were just at the station. They were like, "Hey, this is a thing we do. This is a children's book. We're gonna put down a beat, and then you guys can yeah. just like rhyme." Yeah, and these rappers just take it in stride. They're just like, "Yeah, give me the book," and they just start <laughs> break it down. Go. Yeah, it's it's fun. So um, I will say, just fun fact: Migos is an incredible. They're also, in addition to being a very popular rap group, they also are really wonderful in their community, and they donated like millions of dollars to uh, have like local schools and stuff and they donate like shoes all the time to people who don't have Migos is awesome there you go so and love literacy in children's books yeah so, there you exactly. go uh, Christina do you have a rapper slash <laughs> I, now I don't know how to follow okay. <laughs> so I have how do dinosaurs say goodnight so oh, and Melissa can probably so when you have a boy like there are three things that you get consistently anything that's thing to do with dinosaurs monsters, bears, trucks. Like, we have so many things. But How Do Dinosaurs Say Goodnight is one of my favorites because it's, like, so sweet. And it's, like, so funny. It's, like, one of those books that you read as an adult and you're like, this is actually kind of funny because it's, like, trying to teach the child, like, how to go to sleep peacefully. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was reading this to Sawyer. My husband also obviously partakes in the nighttime routine. And I was yelling because this book is in all caps. (laughs) And my husband was like, Krista, stop yelling at him. And I was like, I am in my art. (laughs) Like, I am going to, like, I want to make sure he understands. But I actually, like, this one is, I mean, I've only read a couple books, but this one's one of my favorites. And it's really cute. And, like, it's like dinosaurs, like, should go tonight, like, go to sleep peacefully. And Is that Jane Yolen? Yes. She's wonderful. She was on the show. Um, Thank you, Jane. We love that book. Yeah, that's a fun series, the How Do Dinosaurs, like, um, there's a whole series of those. How do dinosaurs choose their pets? Yeah. Oh. There's one about, like, when they get mad and um, dealing with emotions and yeah. things. Yeah. It's, like, it starts off, like, how you would expect them to be. Like, they're loud and they roar. And then it, like, ends with them being, like, dinosaurs whisper goodnight and get a goodnight kiss. Yeah. It's, it's pretty sweet. cute. Everyone knows that that is how that works. Um, I will say, when you're talking about boys getting lots of, like, dinosaur and monster things, uh, I... I my wife is a big problem with the reason Christina's child has so many dinosaur and <laughs> shit. My wife is quite the online shopper, and Alex is given. Yes, Chris. he's he's been outfitted in like almost all of his clothes because of Alex. Like I haven't <laughs> had to buy anything, which has been nice. Krista got to the point where she's like, "Alex, I love you. You're one of my best friends. Stop buying my child clothes. No more. <laughs> no more. So, or at least a couple sizes up. Yeah, yes. exactly. So, uh, Andrea." Um, so this series came into our life because it got made into a TV show, Fancy Nancy. Oh. So much so that her second birthday party is themed, Quinn is turning to Lala. Oh. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. Very 
Because she always says, ooh, la, la. Because uh, she's so uh-huh. fancy. Who wrote those? So that's um, Jane O'Connor writes them, and then Robin Priest Glasser illustrates them. I think we did something with Fancy Nancy, right? Yeah, it might have been one of the um, BLRs. Yeah, it was. Oh, sorry, Big Library Read Internal <laughs> Acronym. <laughs> sorry. We're a very acronym-heavy yes. company. Um, one of the... Uh, book club picks early on when we were doing Big, big Library Read. I think so. That's uh, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. They're cute. She's like a little 10-year-old girl and she's just super fancy and... Is she like, isn't she like in New York City or something? I think she lives probably in like an outskirts suburb. Because I, I think, well, I know one book they went to the city but she didn't specify if it was New York or not. Yeah. But isn't she, um, like the, the thing that's educational for kids, like isn't there, there's like words in there that they might not know how to use and then they yeah, explain like, them. Yeah, like, she'll be like, this is mystifying. That's fancy for whatever. Yeah. Aww. So, yeah, it's like little things like Cute. that. Yeah, it's that's I, that's what I do love about it because it's not just like, like, you can get for, like, girls as someone who has nieces, like, you can get lots of books that are just like, yeah. here's a princess. But this one, it's like, yes, this woman is fancy, but like, here's some bigger words that you can learn. And yeah. So, so I do enjoy that. So yeah, she does little things like that. And yeah. Quinn really loves her sister Jojo. So every time I, we turn the page and Jojo pops up, she goes, Jojo, Jojo. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I'm seeing a theme with your children where they're big fans of background characters yeah. and letting you know when they're on the page. Yes. Yeah. That's Always. wonderful. Has Sawyer, be, at three months old, has he been pointing <laughs> out background characters? Not quite yet. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day. We're going to get a laugh. Here. Right now we're very focused on the fact that he's probably going to laugh like any minute. And, like, my biggest fear in life right now is that he's going to laugh at daycare and I'm going to miss it. <laughs> yeah, that... It, the good thing is is that it's usually not, like, a one-and-done deal. I know, deal, but I want to get his I want to get his first laugh if yeah, I can. That's fair. I'm, that's like, hoping that the teachers at daycare aren't being, like, super funny. <laughs> the baby who didn't laugh sounds like a... <laughs> I'll write that, that sounds that like book. a Batman graphic novel. <laughs> like, oh, man. Um, well, let's keep going around, Melissa. Okay, so... Um, I love Mo Willems, the author. He has written a couple of different series. One is The Pigeon, like Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, Um, Don't Let the Pigeon Stay Up Late, The Pigeon Finds a Hot Dog, all sorts of really (laughs) awesome. Um, Wasn't that at the the Pittsburgh Children's Museum you went to? Because I remember that. Yeah, there was an exhibit at the uh, Pittsburgh Children's Museum this summer um, where they had a whole bunch of things all about pigeon as well as Elephant Piggy, which is this other series that he's written. and Elephant and Piggy is more of like longer books, but still really kid, young kid friendly. And um, Pigeon is very board book kind of shorter. Um, right now, it looks like there's only available as audiobook through us. So some libraries have them as audiobooks, but um, he is a very clever writer. So Peter's favorite right now is The Pigeon Finds a Hot Dog. And it's all about him finding a hot dog and then there's a duckling who wants to share it and it's very sweet and very funny um he always the pigeon has a moment in every book where he kind of freaks out and he's like that's it i've had enough of this this is my hot dog and then by the end he learns that he should share Uh, so it's very sweet and i recommend any mo willems books because he's a very very uh funny author and my kid loves him Christina, do you have thoughts on sharing hot dogs? Uh, no, you don't share hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a weird thing to have to share. I know. <laughs> I love hot dogs. You. He yeah. just split it in half. He's very. He didn't want to, but he did. I will say, it looks like we have a bunch of the Mo Willem books as videos, as yeah. like streaming video. So if you go on your, like, as a librarian, if you want to add some, like, children's video content to your website, 
we yeah. apparently have a lot of the videos, which is yeah. like fun. And we've watched some of those on like YouTube. So um, if you add the video to the library, we can borrow them from the library instead. There you go. Yeah. Man, these are really fun. Christina? Um, my next book is called um, Because I'm Your Dad. It's by Ahmet Zappa. I actually got this gift. Uh, this book is a gift from my husband for his birthday. <laughs> so Well, that's adorable. <laughs> well, so so this book is actually really funny. Again, a lot of these, like, children books have, like, little tongue-in-cheek jokes yeah. for parents. So it's, like, because I'm your dad, and it has all these, like, outlandish, insane scenarios. Like, you'll get tickled, and you'll have spaghetti for breakfast, and we'll go to the moon. Because I feel like <laughs> the father relationship with the kids is sometimes they're more, like, my dad was never really the... Like, if you were in trouble, my mom let you know. So, like, dad was always the one you got away with stuff more. So this book, like, really kind of, like, has a lot of stuff in there that you would definitely get away with because it's dad. Mm -hmm. But what's so cute is, like, it ends and it's, like, because I'm your dad, I'm going to do all these really wonderful, amazing things for you because that's what my dad did for me. And my husband's father actually passed away a few years ago. So Oh, man. I know. (laughs) I didn't know that's what you were going to talk about. Um, So it's, like... When we, when we did the book, we got it for Sawyer, but it was a gift for Scott because it's all about how fathers basically instill all these really great things in sons, and it ended, and I put a picture of Scott's dad there. Because oh, God. <laughs> do you need okay. a minute? <laughs> and, like, and we're all going to cry. Because <laughs> I wanted my husband to see that, you know, like we can still oh, have God. his dad be a part of Sawyer's life. So anyway, if anyone's listening, it's a really great book for fathers, for fathers who are about to become fathers, and for fathers who have lost their fathers. It's a really cute book, oh. too. And it has monsters in it. And, you know, my son's a monster. So. In addition to being your husband, Scott's also my best friend. This <laughs> is hitting me right in the heart. I didn't know you were going to talk about this. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. This book does look adorable, though. Oh, I didn't know you did that. <laughs> oh, Andrea, talk about another book quick. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Father's Day gifts, I got this for Joe last year. Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> Star Wars, routinely terrible dads. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's super cute, though. So there's two books, um, and I got the Vader's Little Princess one. Oh, these are so good. We have a girl. <laughs> And these are by Jeffrey Brown. And it's like if Vader had raised Luke and Leia. Oh, I've seen this. <laughs> They're oh my so gosh. Cute. He actually, um, the author was selling some original prints, and Joe got one that's hanging in our kitchen now. So little Leia is standing on top of R2D2, brushing her teeth. Oh. And Vader's in the background being like, make sure you get the backs. Oh. I love this so much. And then there's another one where, like, she's introducing Han to her dad. And she's like, but, Daddy, I love him. <laughs> or she's in her, um... Oh, my God. The outfit that, like, Jabba puts her in. Oh, boy. And he's like, you are not going out dressed like that. <laughs> oh, man. And they're, like, they're just cute little, like, little antidotes of, like, what would it have been like if Vader had raised his kids? That's fun, too, because it has a lot of Star Wars references for yeah. adults. Yeah. And, like, he's choking. He's doing, like, the force choke on someone. And she's in the background going, Daddy, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's dark. Um, And are there, like, the Star Wars origami books, too? Like, there's... If you look up, like, Star Wars origami, there's, like, Paper Yoda or something. They're very very cool. That's probably a thing. Yeah. Oh, those are really fun. Um, I will throw one in there, which I think I gave to Christina... There's a book, it's relatively new, called P for Pterodactyl. (laughs) I love this book. book. It's so funny. I think I know I showed Andrew. Yeah, you showed it to me. I don't know if I showed this to you. It's amazing. Okay, so it's called P for Pterodactyl, and it's from Sourcebooks. They sent me a copy. They're wonderful. Um, But it's an alphabet book, and every single letter 
is a letter and it's for a word that that letter is the silent letter at the beginning. <laughs> so it's like K is for night. And then it has like a little sentence about a night in a hilarious drawing. Um, it, the whole thing is so, so funny. It's so funny. The worst alphabet book ever. Yes. yes. Like, and the, the drawings are, the, the illustrations are what makes it. Like they're so well done and they're like hilarious. Like again, like I feel like so many children's books are like, well, you're here adults, you're going to laugh. Yeah. So. yeah. And it, is so fun, and then in the back, I think it has like a an appendix that explains every because there's some words in there that I was like, oh, that's funny. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, and in the back, they have like they describe and explain everything, and like I think they have like a pronunciation guide and all sorts of stuff. So it's it really turn your kid into a savant. I mean, like, yeah, man. it's really really funny. It I highly recommend. So that's P is for pterodactyl. All of these are going to be in the show notes. I should have said that, but I. I wanted to be a part of this because <laughs> yes. I'm an uncle, so I give a lot of books. Yeah, and to you're a great, you're a great uncle. Yeah. You're basically Sawyer's uncle. I yeah, I basically you know what I basically I'm Sawyer's uncle. You are Sawyer's uncle. <laughs> I know I said basically. Although uh, he cries every time I hold him and starts getting really happy every time my wife holds him. She it's has, not upsetting me at all. It's not. Time. It's because she has dark hair. It's the contrast. He's like, what is this? I need to hold it. Whatever. Just wear a wig. It'll trick him. <laughs> I'm try that, that won't creep him out at all. Yeah, yeah, just wear a really scary mask. <laughs> it doesn't start being happy with me. I'm gonna. It actually happened with my uh, my brother's new daughter too. Like within the same day that we saw Sawyer and he cried, I was then holding my niece Eliza and she started crying and Alex took her and she was like, "Hi!" and I was like, "I have a complex." Fine, I'm not upset. They uh, like you when they're older. Yes. yes, they do. That's very true. They do like me when I'm older. Yeah, uh, Melissa. Um, okay, so one of the books that I was really excited that Peter started reading because I loved this book and this series when I was younger was um, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You Aww, See? And it's book. also, so it's Brown Bear, Brown Bear, and then there's Panda Bear, Panda Bear, and Polar Bear, Polar Bear. There's a whole series of these. Um, but Brown Bear, Brown Bear, we read so much that his copy at home like broke because we read it oh. so many times. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, that's what happens to physical books when you read them so many times with kids. Again, yay. Brown Bear, copies. Brown Bear got us through our flight to and from Hawaii, not Hawaii, Hilton Head. Yeah. I was going to say, that's so many hours of brown bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is no, a it long was, flight. It was still a lot of hours of brown bear, but it kept her yeah. chill throughout the flight. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. okay, well, we will read this again. Over and over and yeah. over again. So I really like, my favorite about these books is that, so every page, it's a different animal. And the illustrations um, are beautiful. really beautiful. And I just love that kind of look. It almost looks like um, torn paper in some places and really interesting um, patterns. And at the end, they have, a, like, a recap of all of the animals. And so my favorite is to listen to Peter and his little two-year-old, like, Bown Bear? Panda Bear? <laughs> macaroni Penguin? <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. Also, in the Polar Bear book, there's a Macaroni Penguin, which I don't know what that is. I but did I, have questions for you if you I, hadn't described yes, that. Yes. The Rockhopper um, Penguin, and he has, like, really good Yes. Penguin. Yeah. It's a penguin, but it's called Macaroni Penguin. I don't think there is a Macaroni I don't know if you know this, but I'm obsessed with penguins. Mm-hmm. In the second grade, I wrote seven pages when I only had to write one. Did you just ask her if you don't know if she knows? She's known you like eight years. We all know you're yes. obsessed with I was kind of doing it like as a nice little like. Right. For the for, for the, listener, the listeners. You may not know this about me. I'm obsessed with penguins. There is a macaroni penguin. Yeah. I'm thinking. Okay. That's is what it, I thought. I got the crazy hair. I that think one? so. Yeah. Like the, the rock hopper crazy penguin yellow on the hair. neck. Yeah. Right. And then the macaroni the penguin. Crazy hair. It's on there. Like yeah. crazy eyebrows is what they look like. Oh, okay. Macaroni penguin. Macaroni penguin. I. Oh, I need to hear goodness. your sunset. Oh, yeah. Okay, those that's were... That's pretty cute. I, I could see that why that's the macaroni penguin. Yeah. So that's in Panda Bear, Panda Bear, which is the sequel to Brown Bear, Brown Bear. There's so many of those now. There's a lot. Yeah. I bet that penguin is sassy. 
Oh, for sure. All penguins are sassy. I mean, he's called a macaroni penguin. Yeah. yeah. Those eyebrows are fierce. Yeah. I do love that they're just like, this is the emperor penguin. And that one over there, yeah, that's a macaroni penguin. <laughs> Stay away from that one. <laughs> don't, don't get near that and one. there's like the little blue penguin that's like the little guy. Yeah, oh. the small boy. Yeah. In, sec- in second grade, we had to do our first like report on an animal. And it was like one page. And I literally wrote seven pages. Like I went above and beyond. Here are all of the penguins. <laughs> There's everything you'd ever want to know. I actually discovered a new penguin in my research for this. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you know this, but the emperor penguins are endangered. We have to solve this today. Uh, hey, Christina, t- um, talk sorry. about another book. <laughs> I am really excited. I haven't read this one yet, but I, I got it as a gift. It's Aggie and Ben. And it's about this little boy that goes and meets a dog named Ben. Aggie. Ben the boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a well, boy a and a dog. It makes more sense that Ben would be the boy and Aggie would be the dog, but I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Is this um, Japanese? Uh, One of the covers we have is Japanese. Oh. Seems to be in English. Oh, no, it's normal English, but there's also Japanese versions. That's really cool. Interesting. Normal English opposed mm. to... Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. That was bad by me. Hey, talk about Aggie and Ben. Um, well... <laughs> Let's go with that. Ben's the boy, Aggie's the dog. But anyway, the books, the first, there's several books, Aggie and Ben books. And the first book is about how he goes and he, he picks out his dog at the pet store, goes and like figures out that he wants a dog and not a snake or a cat or a rabbit. And we have a dog, so it made you, sense. You have a willow. I have a willow. Ben willow. is the boy. Yeah, Thank ben, you. Ben I figured it was not Ben is the dog and Aggie's the boy. Not that there's anything wrong with the name Aggie. No. It just seems Ben is more of a boy name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and less of a dog name, yeah, more importantly. Know, but I also love the name Ben for a dog. Yeah. So, oh, I'm all in on name. human yeah. human names for dogs. This is terrible. This is my dog, Kurt. Yes, <laughs> this is my dog, Kevin. I met a dog named Howard. It's a really oh, stop it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love your poodle. What's his name? Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum Derek. Okay. Yeah. Steven. Wind uh, chimes. Yes. But that one, I think that one looks – obviously, we with Sawyer, we have our dog and, you know – they're going to be best friends. So anything that has like a little boy and a dog in it, I'm like all for. So can't wait to read that one. Going to read it tonight. Feels right. I feel, I feel like you should. Uh, Andrea? So mine is a twofer. So we've read this and I was excited to read it. It was Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, yes. And now that Quinn has read all of the books, we allow her to just kind of pick books at random from our library for her to read at bed. And she picked this little nutshell library. It was like four books, and they used to be my father-in-law's when he was growing up. And they were written by the same author. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, that's fun. And so one's like a counting book. One's an ABC book. They were, you know, written from the 60s. Um, And one is Pierre Who Doesn't Care. So Pierre is this little boy, and his parents are always asking him if he wants to do things, and he doesn't care. I don't care. I don't care. So when he doesn't care, they decide to go to town and leave him. And a hungry lion shows up. And the hungry lion is like, I'm going to eat you. And he's like, I don't care. Well, then you won't have to worry about a mother and father. I don't care. So the lion eats him. This is a child. Sorry, what? Oh, man, this is getting dark. Fitting for Halloween. I'm reading this. I'm like, and so the lion ate Pierre. And I like look at my husband. I'm like, what is this? Uh, and then his parents come home, and the lion's in the little boy's bed, and they're very distraught because this lion has eaten their child. As one would. So they take the lion to the doctor. The lion shakes him upside down, and out falls Pierre. Dude. And the lion's like, do you guys want me to take you home? And they're like, 
okay. So they all climb on the lion. The lion takes him home and he stays the weekend as a guest. Um, it's real Jonah and the whale situation. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's strange. So I was like looking at these and I'm like, oh, isn't this the guy who wrote Where the Wild Things Are? And I looked and I'm like, yeah, that's, that is the same guy. Yes. Um, you so, want to know something else interesting about Maurice Sendak? He famously hated ebooks. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. He's like, there's multiple interviews with him being like, no, I don't. So if, actually, if you guys go on overdrive.com, you won't see where the wild things are as an ebook because he didn't want his books to be available digitally. Well, then I'm not sure how you'll find a copy of Pierre Who Doesn't Care. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I wrote Pierre Don't Care because I didn't hear the name at first, which is not. Pierre Don't Care. Exactly. No it's, care, Pierre. That's basically what it is. Well, but I, the moral mm. of the story is that you should care. Yeah. Or you'll get eaten by a lion. Or you'll get eaten by a yeah. lion. Sadly, if you like took that whole entire plot and turned it into a movie it'd like win an Oscar because I like know. I feel like all the Oscar movies are like weird and that's all over the place that's basically The Remnant I think right yeah basically <laughs> Remnant I didn't see it though but with no. a little boy and a lion yeah. instead of Leo and a bear oh well, life's a pie bear. basically that was a tiger tiger in a boat yeah whatever it was and, I, and I feel like he cares cinematic landscapes Um, so I want you guys to talk about a book that you're excited to read that maybe like when they get a little bit older but before that Christina if you don't talk about The Giving Tree in this conversation, it will be... I do love The Giving Tree, you guys. Yeah. It's, like, a book that, for some reason, I've, like... I, why was I obsessed with it for my 25th birthday? I don't know, but we had a lot of fun making jokes about it. Anyway, for my 25th birthday, <laughs> I don't remember why, but I got, like, weirdly obsessed with The Giving Tree around my 25th year that, like, it became this ongoing joke at my 25th birthday party. So, anyway, I love The Giving Tree so much. I can recite it. I think the problem was is I had some alcohol and I recited it wrong and that's what happened. You did, yeah, and then we, we had some... We had some fun with we it. We had some fun with anyway, it. Anyway, we'll uh, sober enjoyment as well. The Giving Tree is one of my favorite books. I am so excited to... I, I think this is a book that I wouldn't read to Sawyer right yet, right now. It's it's, it's, a, it's, a lo- it's long. It is. And, you know, putting a child to bed, you're like, you want to do it quick. So, um, but I love this book and it's still like The Giving Tree is so sad. So it is sad. sad. And it kind of, like, I think is supposed to be, like, an allegory to, like, parenting. Because, like, you give so much to your child and they take so much. Yeah. And you and end up a tree stump. <laughs> and then one day they just leave and you're just <laughs> like, oh, all my branches. But I, I think it, it, it is, it's, 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 again, like, I keep saying this, like, there's so many things in children's books that are there for parents because we, you know, you know, are there. To, yeah, no, there's, yeah. you're right about it being sad. Like, there's all of those, like, short fiction contests. Like, who can write the saddest or, like, the most elaborate story and one sentence or less and um and the tree was happy is probably like that's a sentence that i'll be like yeah it was yeah <laughs> didn't but. matter because that's true for parents it doesn't you don't care how much they take because you do it over and over again i hope sawyer doesn't build a house out of you i hope not either that'd be weird it's gonna be a very small house that would also be a very <laughs> halloween no <laughs> it would be a small house you're a tiny human i am he's already like half my height yeah um okay so books you may be excited to read about with them when they get a little bit older, Melissa? Um, so I have two. Um, and both were books that I loved when I read on my own, but I'm hoping that maybe like we can read chapters together when he's a little bit older. Um, one is Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is Harriet the Spy. Oh, I loved Harriet the Spy, and I don't want it to just be like a... I was a spunky girl, so I read about a spunky girl. Like, I'm hoping that my boys will love those books, too. Um, so we can kind of introduce those together. And those are classics that I have on my shelf specifically because I'm hoping we can read them at bedtime when they're a little older and can sit through, you know, chapters and not just um, 
five pages of the pigeon <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> One day. Um, those are very, very good. So you said Harriet the Spy and Charlotte's Web? Yep. Those are very good. Uh, Christina? Obviously Harry Potter. Yep. You know, I, I couldn't, we couldn't get through this without, you know, I started reading Harry Potter when I was so young, you know, I was, I think, 10. So for me, and the, the thing with Harry Potter, I, and I, you know, hot take, for me, Harry Potter has ended in my mind. It's the seven books. I kind of wish JK would take a step back, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. Like, I'm so happy with how I know it. But I'm also, aside from that being such a big fan, there is still a part of me that like, what, how is it going to change? And how is it going to evolve? Like, what will it be for Sawyer when he's 10, 11 years old? Mm-hmm. And I hope he's as excited about it as I am. And I'm going to make him. Sawyer was born on Harry Potter's birthday. <laughs> that is true. So, you know, that's With kinda... a lightning bolt on his head, it was crazy. And it was weird, you know? He's, you know, we had to fight off the Dark Lord. It was crazy. This bald so, guy with no nose yeah, walked like, by. get out of here. Um, so for me, I, I'm so excited for him to hopefully be as excited about that as I am. And as, you know, as a fan and as it is evolving... I, like I said, I am curious, like, what it'll be like. like. I'm sure there'll be remakes. I'm sure as J.K. releases more information, like, maybe even more books and more stories to be told. So, Well, and for young people, I will say for my, my nieces and nephews, um, especially, like, for the first two books, get the illustrated the illustrated versions yep. are awesome. They're perfect for little kids. They're so good. Maybe hold off after the first two until they're a little bit older just because they get dark. They get a little dark. Pretty fast, but, yeah. I agree. I concur. I got a while on that one because I'm going to wait till B2 is old enough and I can read them together. And when I say we read them together, I mean Quinn, the new baby, and my husband who's never read them. <gasps> Actually, I don't know why I did this. Scott's never read them either. I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> this is... Melissa, what about, what about Andy? Um, no, he's never read them, but also I never finished reading Harry Potter either. <gasps> it's not my thing. I appreciate them for what they are, guys. Uh, uh, the looks I'm getting in this room. I am not. Looks. I'm not judging you as much as Adam is over here, who's about <laughs> to like. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm. I'm just not a Harry. I'm not a genre Harry Potter person. I can appreciate that they are very well written, and I can respect that. And I did enjoy listening to the audiobooks of the books that I listened to, but um, just didn't see it. I just stopped. That's I'm fair. Sorry. That's fair. I mean, you're allowed. I mean, you're allowed to have wrong opinions, but. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're in the room with Christina, not with Adam. That's, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Out. I'm sorry. This is the way to break this <laughs> news to you after eight years of eight friendship. Years of I'm friendship. I'm so surprised by that. I don't. I guess I don't know why. I just. I know. This is like going to turn into an intervention episode. This hurts. This podcast. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> really sorry. Yeah. Did you read Twilight? Did you read all of Twilight? I read one of Twilight. Okay. All right. At least it's not like. Well, I like Twilight more than Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the no. first forty minutes of this episode are really well. Then it's like a really, really <laughs> weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> just Adam yelling at Melissa. <laughs> like, oh. And then she uh, started getting berated for her book yeah. choices. <laughs> to get the How I Met Your Mother intervention banner. The, the banner here. going. Yeah, yeah that, that's fair. That's fair. Here you'll see my bar graph of my... <laughs> my feelings. Of my favorite pies. And here's yes. a pie graph of my favorite bars. Uh, Andrea. Um, well, in addition to Harry Potter, I would say um, I'm really excited to read How the Grinch Stole Christmas this year. Oh, if you need a um, yeah, uh, an like a elaborate reading of it, just go ahead and call me. Cause <laughs> I'll put you on speakerphone. I've been told I look like Cindy Lou Who, so I can pop. You've in. You've been told <laughs> you, yeah, you do. <laughs> it was just one of my favorite Christmas books, and we read it every year, so I'm excited to kind of like, I love yeah. pass on that tradition of that. And no, I was about to say the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, the Night Before Christmas. Night before. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean that too. I guess there, there is a poem. Halloween. There is a poem of the Nightmare Before Christmas, but yeah, it's slightly different. A little different. I actually have read um, basically all the Doctor Seuss books to my kids. They're not mine. My nieces and nephews. <laughs> I was like, whoa! Surprise! Surprise! I have multiple children. Have we are learning a lot. Yeah. Melissa has never read Harry Potter. Adam has secret children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there any secrets that you would like to reveal at this time, Andrea, <laughs> Christina? Yeah. You guys, anything? Anything? As, uh, as we're wrapping this up. No, keep my secret. No. I don't think I have anything as juicy as those two anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, those are wonderful. As I mentioned, it's Picture Book Month. If you're a librarian, um, Marketplace has a bunch of different picture book lists. If you're a reader, um, whether or not you have children, picture books are wonderful and kids' books are wonderful. And, and you three, despite your the, the weird idiosyncrasies about you, are all run of wonderful people, too. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you guys for, for forgiving me. You're welcome. We haven't Thank. forgiven. We're going to talk about this. That's yeah. Fine. Thank you guys for for joining. I very much appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately 7 minutes.